don't know if you're like me, but those verses that I have read so often, I'm amazed when God says new things through them, or there's a phrase or a word that suddenly strikes in a way that it never has before. And I shared a bit of this for the life group for pressing into the present. So if you were there, you're going to hear a bit of what you've heard before. So I apologise for that. But apparently there's no need to apologise for that. I'm reading the end of the story in John about the Samaritan woman. So I'm in John 4 and I'm reading 21 to 24. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet, a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for they are the, the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit. His worshippers must worship in the Spirit and in truth. And the two words that are mentioned there twice that just struck me were the two words, in truth, in truth. We often hear about worship and related to being in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's promptings and what the Holy Spirit can bring through us and what the Holy Spirit does in us. But those two words, in truth, really stood out to me. So I had a look to see what it meant. So some of the things that I came across were genuine, real, accurate, exact, honest, loyal, faithful, accurately conforming to a standard or expectation, faithful without variation. Personal excellence, candor of mind, which is free from affectation, pretense, simulation, falsehood, or deceit. Sincerity of mind, integrity of character, a mode of life that is in harmony with divine truth. And the more I read, and the more I thought about what I was reading, I thought, this is actually sounding really, really challenging, to worship in that way, to worship with no pretense, no falsehood, to be faithful without variation, to be completely genuine, to be totally real. For me, that was a real challenge. In truth is a high standard. But Jesus is our saviour, isn't he? God is our, living, our loving father, and with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us and overflowing from us, we can worship in truth. And the three aspects I wanted to just talk about briefly are these. The first one is, it's the reality of who God is. It's the reality of who Jesus is. It's the full truth and understanding of who we are worshipping. It's understanding who we have the privilege of worshipping. If we just pause just for a second and start to think about who God is, who God is, and because of his son and with the Holy Spirit living inside of me, I can walk into his presence and worship him. 
it just blows my mind. As soon as I stop and think about it, the fact that I can do that, the privilege that that is, it's also the truth that our whole life is our worship. It's not just when we sing. It's not when we set aside time to be with God. It's not when we come together like this. It's the whole of our life. Every single thing that we do, every single thing that we say, every single thing that we think, we're bringing as a worship to God. It's our daily lives. And to worship in truth, we need to be looking to have an increased depth and reality in our experience of our relationship with him, increasingly aware of him, his ways, his heart, his plans, his focus, throughout our day and in all that we do. That's really challenging for me. But the third aspect is a bit different because the third aspect is, in truth, is how we are and it's where we're at. It's being honest and it's being open with God, with no pretense, as I said before. He knows everything about us, doesn't he? Absolutely everything. Even the stuff that we try to hide or disguise or gloss over or bury somewhere deep. But when we realise that we can come to God exactly how we are, exactly where we're at, there is such a freedom in that, being honest before him, worshipping him in truth. For those of you that listened to the Thought for the Days on the Facebook page, Esther recently expressed this so well, so powerfully at the beginning of the month. And she talked about how it's okay to not be okay and how it's okay to maybe feel that you're not quite where you should be, that you don't feel quite right somehow, but that's actually okay. And she emphasised, I don't know whether deliberately or not, and she would be here saying this if she was here today, but she couldn't be here. She emphasised within her thoughts the importance that you still come to God, that you don't realise where you're at, you don't realise how you're feeling, you don't think that this is going on and I'm too far away or I've moved too far, I just don't feel right. You still come to God exactly as you are, exactly how you feel. You choose to step into his presence. I'm a mum now of three adult grown young men who all live at a distance. I don't see them that often. And one of the things I love is when they ring up, sometimes they'll ask for advice or they'll talk about a decision that they want to make or something like that. And that's wonderful that even at the age that they are and the lives that they now live, independent from me, they will come and they will ask and they will seek advice. But the thing that thrills my heart and gives me the most delight is when they just ring up and say, just want to chat. Just wanted to ring up and say, how are you? And to tell you how I am. It's lovely that they come and there's no agenda, there's no, um, nothing particularly to talk about. They just want to spend time with me. And that is just a tiny glimpse of God when he looks at us. He just wants us to come however we are and spend time with him. And this morning, I believe God wants to ask us how we are. How are you? and to give us an opportunity to come before him and be completely honest and completely real. And I believe there are people here today, either physically in the room or at home listening, 
and you feel guilty. You don't feel guilty because there's this massive problem or this huge issue or there's something God's been asking you to do and you're not doing it or there's this huge weight or anything like that. It's almost the opposite. You're in a a good place, what should be a good place. You should be feeling um, happy and joyful. There's no particular pressures. You're in good health. There's nothing particularly causing any issues in your life or in the life of your family. But somehow you just don't feel quite right. You feel a bit meh. That's the only word I can come up with. And God wants to ask you to draw near to him just as you are. It might be partly that you're looking around and there are people who are battling sickness, whether that's a serious sickness, whether it's a long-term sickness. There might be people that you know who are in financial crisis. There might be all sorts of needs and pressures. And you're feeling, if I had any of that going on, I could understand why I feel like I'm feeling. But I haven't got any of that going on. And you therefore feel guilty because of how you're feeling. And for those people in particular, I believe God wants to say to you, how are you? Come and talk to me. Psalm 139 is a psalm of David's, and he talks to God, basically declaring everything that God says about him and how he's been made and how he's been fashioned and how he's been formed. And I was going to read that as it is. There are verses all the way through scripture that basically say all the things that David says in that psalm. And this morning, and I don't want to cause any offence, and I have checked out that this is okay to do, I am turning it round. And instead of David speaking to God, this is God speaking to you. It's reflected throughout scripture. I would encourage you to close your eyes just so you can really, really focus on what God says. Child, I know everything there is to know about you. I perceive every movement of your heart and soul, and I understand your every thought before it even enters your mind. I am so intimately aware of you, child, I read your heart like an open book. I know all the words you are about to speak before you even start a sentence. I know every step you will take before your journey even begins. I've gone into your future to prepare the way. And in kindness, I follow behind you to spare you from the harm of your past. With my hand of love upon your life, I impart blessing to you. This is wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. My understanding of you brings you wonder and strength. Where could you go from my spirit? Where could you run and hide from my face? If you go up to heaven, I am there. If you go down to the realm of the dead, I am there too. If you fly with wings into the shining dawn, I am there. If you fly into the radiant sunset, I am there, waiting. Wherever you go, 
My hand will guide you. My strength will empower you. It's impossible to disappear from me or to ask the darkness to hide you, for my presence is everywhere, bringing light into your night. There is no such thing as darkness with me. The night to me is as bright as the day. There is no difference between the two. I formed your innermost being, shaping your delicate inside and your intricate outside and wove them all together in your mother's womb. I made you so mysteriously complex. Everything I do is marvellously breathtaking. It simply amazes you to think about it. How thoroughly I know you, child. I even formed every bone in your body when I created you in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping you from nothing to something. I saw who I created you to be before you became you. Before you'd even seen the light of day, the number of days I planned for you were recorded in my book. Every single moment I am thinking of you, how precious and wonderful to consider that I cherish you constantly in my every thought. Child, my desires towards you are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When you awake each morning, I am still with you. Invite my searching gaze into your heart. Invite me to examine you through and through to find out everything that may be hidden within you, to put you to the test and sift through all your anxious cares, to see if there is any path of pain you are walking on and to lead you back to my glorious, everlasting way, the path that brings you back to me.